Hola everyone, welcome back to From Me Para Ti podcast. It's the second season and I have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to unwrap and happy 2021. That is now a mouthful to say, 2021. Um, I know... 2020 was a rough, rough year, Um, but mine was kind of, I honestly feel like 80% of it was not that bad. Um, So we have a lot to unpack because this is the second season of my podcast, so woohoo, it's really exciting. Um, I started my podcast in 2020 during the early stages of the pandemic um, because I was thinking of making a podcast for a while, but you know, quarantine really does make you think. Um, 2020 in general really made you think. Um, I hope it did for you because it sure did for me. So... I hope you enjoyed this episode, grab something to drink or a snack and enjoy this episode because right now I am sipping on some wine and drinking some, um, um, what's it called? I think it's called Jam Jar. That's the name of the brand, Jam Jam Jar. is the brand of the wine so if anyone wants to sponsor me any wine companies i'm a wine connoisseur is that how you say it um i don't know and i'm also eating mexican peanuts um so yeah i'm enjoying my january 1st of 2021 so Enjoy this episode, and let's get started. Okay, so honestly, where do I even begin? So the reason why I disappeared um, from my last episode um, is because I came to visit in Georgia. I did a whole gigantic road trip. I say gigantic road trip because honestly, it was almost a good 24 hours process. process because obviously... Um, the traveling part, the driving part, wasn't um, 24 hours. But the whole, you know, staying at a hotel and um, waking up like at 4 a.m. And all these things uh, to get ready for the road trip um, it was a process. So I've never been on a road trip before except for... When I was about, I think I would say six, maybe, maybe five years old. I don't know, but I was between five and six years old. Um, the last road trip, it was from Kansas City, Missouri, all the way to Chihuahua, Chihuahua, Mexico. Um, I think obviously it took a couple of days. I think. Um, and it was in a massive old school van, very old school van, and it didn't have no air conditioning. And it was in the middle of the summer. So, yes, I do remember it being excruciatingly hot. And the series was great, though. Um, going to obviously the Midwest of the United States to Mexico. Um, there's a lot of scenery, definitely. A lot of beautiful mountains, um, cactus, um, 
and it's just a desert for sure. Um, I do remember that, and just enjoy my time in Mexico. Um, I got to meet my grandparents from my mom's side, my mom's parents for the first time, um, and my cousins on my mom's side. Um, and yeah, it was a beautiful time. I I do remember um, someone had a duck. <laughs> I think it was a duck or a chicken, something like that. I don't know if my grandma owned that duck or my grandpa, my abuelo, maybe both of them, rest in peace. But I remember an animal dying. And my cousins and I, my siblings and I, we did like a cute little funeral ceremony. I mean, it's it's sad, of course. I'm not laughing because the cute little duckling, I don't know if it was a duck. I think it was a duck um, that passed away. And that's the beauty and the innocence of children, honestly, where they take life very serious, if that makes sense. Like, your emotions are very strong when you're a child because you're still trying to make sense of the world. And I think that's what 2020 taught me, too, is going back to my inner child, and we'll discuss that here in a bit. But, um, so yeah, going back to the duck, made it rest in peace. It's been years now, definitely good 15 or a whole decade at this point. Um, decade and, or, and some change, honestly. Um, no, I guess it would be almost, well, basically 20 years. Yeah. Because, ooh, yo, girl's almost in her 30s. Um, so, yeah, we buried the duck, and I think we sang a song or two, I don't know. And <laughs> we made even, like, a wooden cross. I don't know how we did that. Um, but, yeah, I, I, what I do remember about that trip going to Mexico is... Your creativity, honestly, and enjoying the precious, simplest things, you know. Since I got to get to know my grandma, my abuelita, um, for the first time and stuff, it, it was a great time. Her um, making sure we ate three meals a day and... Um, and everything, she just was the sweetest lady, and, um, yeah, I got to experience what does Mexico look like, where did my parents come from, and all that, I would say definitely it's a whole different world over there than the U.S., you know, um, it's definitely a different world out there. Um, but it's very beautiful. People there are just so polite. And um, it's, it has a smell. Not in a bad way. Like, it has a very fresh scent. Um, and I understand now there's this... Um, Mexican song or, or uh, from Vicente Fernandez. I don't know if he's the one that wrote the song or he just made it big. I don't know, but Vicente Fernandez has a song called um, "Goodness." I hope I don't I don't butcher the the title. I think the name is called um, "Mexico Lindo." I think that's the name of the song. And so basically throughout the song, he's just reminiscing on how beautiful um, the land of Mexico is and how beautiful it smells and the volcanoes and just the beauty of it and how he wants to be buried there. Um, 
because that is his homeland like that is where he belongs and it did feel that way it definitely did um so i i hope to visit mexico one day for sure um very soon obviously once it's safer to travel um yes i did travel in the middle of the pandemic but we'll get to that too um but yeah i i just hope to that's like a bucket list of mine and my bucket list for sure is visiting mexico um again especially now as an adult you know when you're a kid i don't remember that much just bits and pieces so i'm looking forward visiting again unfortunately um i won't see my abuelitos um because they're now in heaven but um it would be nice to visit their graves so uh that's definitely something that i would love to do is say hi so going back to 2020 is i don't know where to begin <laughs> so my boyfriend and i we were long distance for um a year and a half ish um or something like that and uh, we celebrated 2020 New Year's, obviously, like, um, well, we celebrated 2019 New Year's Eve together, going into 2020 New Year, and then he had to go back to Georgia, um, and I was in Kansas City, Missouri, and it was a sad time. I remember new year's eve of 2019 i we were both very sad we were happy obviously celebrating together in person um but we were also very sad because you know in a couple of days he would be going back to georgia and this was before we knew that coronavirus was going to be a thing and everything like that so our goal was to see each other uh, for my college graduation, um, in May 2020, is when he was going to fly to Missouri, and his parents were going to fly to Missouri, celebrate my graduation and my family, and then fly back to Georgia, visit for the summer, and hopefully us get in a place together in Georgia or we were going to live in Kansas City. So it would just still, like, we'll see how things go once I visit in Georgia and all that. Um, so, yeah, he went back to Georgia after celebrating New Year's together. And my birthday's in February, so I celebrated February with um, a good friend of mine. Um, and then, yeah, all of a sudden, the, the news was everywhere about the virus. Um, I remember I was in campus when I started learning more about the virus. I one of my professors, he's an anthropologist, and that was one of my favorite classes, honestly, because he is such a cool professor, so shout out to him, um, and yeah, we were talking in class because the students were kind of laughing it off, um, which I understand, um, maybe it's like a, um, defense mechanism of like oh everything's gonna be okay or kind of like the ebola situation where um it was sort of a big thing obviously a lot of people did pass away may they rest in peace but um 
it didn't become like a massive pandemic how it is now um but i do remember in the early stages people saying you know it's gonna blow off it's only in that part of the world kind of mindset and it'll blow over and it's just for political drama reasons and just drama you know um and everything's gonna be okay and the professor um was very serious he's not the type of guy that gets serious um unless it's serious personality um so for him to say honestly you know he's a lot older than us of course um but he has a very young soul though um but he did say that for his whole life that he's been here on earth and him knowing a lot about how the world functions not not saying that he is this you know god or whatever but him saying like i know how sometimes things can get ugly and he said with the president that we have right now and how the virus is developing and spreading he said honestly my predictions are it's going to get ugly and he said it's going to get bad before it gets good and be prepared for us to transfer in-person classes to online and we're all like whoa because again he's the type of professor that is very positive and very um you know just good spirits you know and for him to be get, getting that serious and telling us to be prepared for our worlds to change um <laughs> the whole classroom i feel like the world kind of paused for a minute and like the earth took a deep breath of like hold on tight kind of energy like things are really definitely going to change um so i got really nervous honestly i got really nervous because you know my boyfriend and i we are long distance at the time and also at the time i was living by myself and i been i was hearing that you have to isolate yourself and there was a lot of unknowns. There still are a lot of unknowns, but at the time it was worse. So I was like, "Wow, my the the love of my life is states away. I live by myself, um, and I'm still in school. So I'm also thinking, like, okay, are schools going to shut down? Like, what was going on?" And, um, I think two days after that day, we get an announcement of all the classes are going to go online. And to give it about a week for professors to get back into the groove of teaching. So, we missed a whole week of school almost, sort of, kind of. Um, obviously my professors that had, um, like reading, uh, plans because in the syllabus says, you know, read chapters so-and-so by this day, um, etc. So the professors were, those professors were like, okay, continue to follow the syllabus for now as far as like the movies that we're planning to watch, like, documentaries and blah, blah, blah. Uh, we're trying to figure out, like, how y'all can access these films. Because some of these films are outdated. And it's only available in, like, DVDs. And I understand that y'all, some of you can afford these films. And we're just trying to make sure everyone transitions to online classes full-time 
uh, without it interfering with your personal lives and um, financial situations and stuff. So it was definitely a very confusing time. But thank you and thank the heavens that I did graduate um, with my bachelor's in sociology. And yeah, um, that's one of the reasons why I also created this podcast because um, I do enjoy sociology. I find it fascinating understanding society. And I always have questions. The more answers I get about life as far as like communities and societies and cultures and why humans do the way they do and all that, the more questions I have. And I think during this pandemic and it's still continuing, it makes me question more of why are people making, well, some people um, are making wearing a mask such a big deal and where is this coming from? Why are people um, think this is a hoax and even with so much data and information out there that's not a hoax that people are really dying from this virus um, and how it's impacting um, the economy and just all, all kinds of things. Even the way we interact with each other. It's been very, like, wow. Um, so I graduated by myself in my tiny apartment at the time. Um, and, uh, obviously I did get, like, well, not obviously, I'm really grateful that I have people in my life that did call me and congratulate me of my, uh, graduation, but I, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, you know, it, it did make me sad. I was very, very sad, but happy, you know? I was happy and sad at the same time, um, which is confusing because I've never really felt that way. And I felt very lonely, too, of like, wow, I've been working very hard for this degree. And yes, I'm very grateful. You know, I went to school and... I graduated and I'm not in debt like a lot of people in America who go to school and come out of school with debt. I'm really grateful for that. Um, And a lot of things, you know, I'm very grateful. Um, But celebrating a big accomplishment by yourself, like obviously I had FaceTime and I had text messages and phone calls, but like, there's something beautiful about celebrating whatever it is. It can be a birthday, someone's wedding, whatever it is. There's something beautiful about in-person celebrations, you know? Like, a lot of people did get married in 2020, regardless of the pandemic, you know, did Zoom weddings and stuff like that. And, I mean, congratulations to all those people who did get married um, through Zoom and phone calls and all that stuff. But, I don't know, there's something extra for me personally. I'm just talking about for me personally. Um, I would prefer to have a wedding with surrounded by people that I love um or having a wedding like in person than virtually because I don't know I it, it just has a different flavor to it <laughs> I don't know how to explain it um but yeah so congratulations to those who graduated um year 2020 and got married and still accomplished things and did beautiful things congratulations to you all um so yeah i graduated and then in july is when 
uh, my boyfriend parents picked me up. Uh, they ran to the whole gigantic bus. It was it's kind of it's a van, but not really. It's to me, it's kind of like a mini bus. Um, because my boyfriend and I were both we both use uh power chairs. So, uh, <laughs> if you follow my Instagram, you'll see. Uh, but yeah, so we did a road trip because it was a lot safer than doing an airplane ride. Um, and you'll understand what happened, why my boyfriend and I had to get an airplane ride back to Kansas City a lot sooner than we expected. Um, so yeah, we traveled from Missouri to Georgia. It was a successful road trip because, you know, we were okay. We didn't get the Ronas. Um, thank God. Um, and everything went well, you know. Then we, um, what's they call it? Then at the time, I had a dog. Her name is Mafalda. If you've been following me on social media, you would know her. She is my baby. She will always be my baby. Um, my first child. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had to go back to Kansas City for multiple reasons. So I had to go back to Kansas City to get some personal things uh, situated, family things situated, um, and all that. And then to find her a new home. And boy, oh boy, was that a very hard decision to make. Um, honestly, a few days ago, I was crying because I really miss her. You know, people think I was a dog, you know, like, move on kind of thing. But, like, I really do miss her. Um... Thank goodness she is in a good home. She is spoiled rotten, which makes me so happy. I get pictures and videos, updates. She adapted so well. Um, yeah, she loves her new home, which makes me really happy. Um, I had to rehome her because of many, many reasons. Um... And honestly, it happened at a perfect time because I broke my arm. And, and that's a whole new uh, thing to unwrap. Um, get it? Unwrap. <laughs> but yeah, so I had to rehome her. Um, it was very sad. She was staying at one of my best friend's house throughout the summer. And it was becoming a lot for her, which I understand she has other dogs and other responsibilities so that's why my boyfriend and I decided to take a first class Delta airplane ride back to Kansas City Missouri um, a lot sooner than expected to find her a home get my personal things um, arranged to move to Georgia and yeah it, it Felt like the right decision. I mean, it still is a great decision me moving to Georgia. But it did happen so fast. Especially with this whole pandemic. It was really hard to say goodbye to a lot of people that I wanted to say goodbye to. Um, because I had to, you know, social distance and wear a mask. And all of us to wear masks and stuff. So, um... But yeah, I at least got to say goodbye to my family. Um, we all had to wear masks, of course. 
um, that we didn't hug or hold hands or anything to be extra safe. Um, yeah, I, I said goodbye to my apartment that I had for about seven years. Um, and it was bittersweet, you know. Uh, it was my first home, um, being on my own. I moved out when I was about to turn 21. And some crazy things happened, you know. Um, so that's why I say bittersweet because, yes, it was my first home that I lived independently and a lot of beautiful things came out of it but a lot a lot of sad moments did happen in the apartment so it did feel like it was time to definitely move on you know and I was planning on moving out of the apartment even before I knew the pandemic was going to be a thing even before me knowing that I was going to fall in love um and anything like that, I always have that mindset of, like, once I get my bachelor's degree, I got a jet. <laughs> like, I gotta get out of here because of many reasons. Um, um, so, yeah. And I do miss it sometimes. I do miss my old apartment because that was it. You know, not the greatest, but again, it was my home. You know, I feel like home is what you make it. And that was my space. That was, um, you know, that I worked hard to to uh, keep and all that. So it was my home and I had my fur baby there with me and... You know, I made it cozy. I did the best that I could with my tiny apartment. And, um, yeah. I will forever be grateful of that seven years experience. Um, because, again, I learned a lot. I, I did a lot of growing up, um, there. So, and I made two friends out of that place um, that I will forever cherish two friendships that I got out of there so it was definitely great um so yeah I moved to Georgia I now am a peach resident <laughs> I didn't know that peaches was a thing in Georgia um even my state ID in Georgia is a lot cuter no shade to Missouri I mean my heart will always be in Missouri you know but I don't know the Missouri ID and certain stuff in in Georgia it's pretty dope um but again it's probably because um Kansas City Missouri was all I knew and stuff so Moving to a different state is kind of like, whoa, you know, everything's new. Everything's like, wow. Um, but now I feel like I officially settled in Georgia, if that makes sense. Like, it's official, official. Like, I have a lease here. Um, all my stuff is here. Um, I had to rehome my dog, I have a new state ID, I voted twice already since being here, um, what else, just a lot has happened here, I've already gone to the doctor to get checkups about certain things here, so yeah, I feel like this is definitely my home now, because everything is here you know except for my blood family um which i do miss but i hope to see them this year 2021 you know fingers crossed 
um, maybe a week trip to Kansas City. Who knows? Um, it is possible. You never know. Um, but yeah, Georgia is now my new home. And I, (laughs) it's crazy because honestly, it kind of worked out in a good and interesting way because I really messed up my arm because I have osteogenesis imperfecta, which is a brittle bone disease. It's a birth defect. Um, you can look it up. It's it's crazy. Um, and I have an old fracture on my right arm, but it got worse here in Georgia. Um, it wasn't because I did anything crazy or anything like that. It's just, it's just like that. My body is just like that. So, um, on a good note is I have now an orthopedic doctor that is aware of OI here in Georgia versus in Kansas City, Missouri. I did have a doctor that knew OI um, because OI is a very rare bone disease, you know, a bone condition, and it's very rare, very rare. So um, in Kansas City, they are great with children, but once you reach you know, adulthood, they can't really see you, um, so in my 20s, I was struggling to see, uh, orthopedic, because the orthopedics that I would continue to see didn't know much about why, didn't really want to learn, um, or they just had a lot on their plate, on their plate, um, so it was kind of like, yeesh, you know, good luck, uh, so I was like, wow, this is, this is messed up, so here in Georgia, you know, the, the orthopedic that I see, she knows a lot about why she sees children and adults, so that's a plus for me, and yeah, she took a look at my arm and the x-rays and she's like, yep, you might need surgery, ma'am. <laughs> um, so I'm like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> uh, she's like, yeah, y- you might need surgery because that type of fracture looks like it's not going to heal on its own. It looks like an old fracture that recently broke again in some type of way and I'm like whoa okay um and this was in August or something like that is when she saw my arm and I was like wow it was literally like maybe two weeks or so after moving to Georgia (laughs) and I was like wow I really freaking messed up my arm a lot more when I just got here but again the brighter side is i now have a team a medical team that knows what the heck they're talking about and and can help me so let's hope fingers crossed that um if i do get surgery which is good 90 percent, i will get surgery it'll go well um i am nervous because of the whole pandemic situation and it's my first surgery. Usually people with OI have had like so many surgeries. Um, and I haven't had a single one. So that's going to be interesting. But yeah, I I don't know how it's going to go, obviously, because um, I can't predict the future. And... I've never had surgery before. But, again, fingers crossed that it's going to go well. Um, and yeah, I think 2020 taught me that things definitely can change. Even if you don't 
plan certain things. It's going to happen whether you like it or not. And you're just going to have to adapt, you know. Um, and and as sometimes the best decisions are the hardest that you will make, you know. That's another decision making experience that I had in 2020 of the hardest decisions are the best ones. Um, and yeah, there was a lot of growing pains in 2020 for sure. Um, my mother had COVID in 2020, but recovered about within two weeks thank god um she recovered on her own um and my family and i we are also okay my boyfriend and his family are okay um so yeah 2020 was crazy (laughs) it was definitely a ride there was a lot of like ooh and ah you know like in um Shrek the first movie Shrek where um Shrek <laughs> breaks in Fiona's wedding with Lord Farquaad and he's like confessing his love to her and the audience are like whoa and ah and like you know, like, these dramatic, um, shocks and, uh, reactions, so I feel like that was 2020 of, like, one minute, you're like, woohoo, this is going great, and the next is, like, whoa, plot twist, and then the next is, like, okay, things are getting smooth, and all of a sudden, it was, like, another hit in the face, so that was 2020 for me, uh, I hope, that 2020 wasn't too bad for you um rest in peace to anyone who passed away in 2020 due to the virus due to um police brutality that was a horrific thing that happened in 2020 i mean it's always been going on in the united states Police brutality and racism has always been a thing in this country. If you um, are from outside the U.S., lucky you. (laughs) Because it was a very sad year in 2020 in the United States. Because um, the Black Lives Matter movement became more intense. Um, People were definitely fed up um more in my lifetime you know there's obviously there's been protests civil rights movements and protests throughout just in history you know but in my lifetime being almost 30 years old I was like wow like this is beautiful and sad at the same time And, and and beautiful in the sense of it's beautiful how how people can come together and be on each other's side of like I feel the pain that you're feeling and we're going to use this pain to make shit happen you know make change and sad of course with so many lives that have um been taken away because of racism whether it's police brutality um, bias, healthcare, whatever it is, um, it's just really messed up. So, definitely 2020 brought in a lot of, you know, things that people weren't really paying attention to that were happening, but since the pandemic made a lot of people quarantine and pause a lot of their personal lives, that police brutality became more highlighted because people had more time to soak in that information of like, wow, this has been happening forever. (laughs) 
and we're just now really di- well those of us who are not black you know if you're in the black community um you've always known that that was an issue but for those who are not in the black community who are not black we're like whoa this is this this needs to stop like why is not being dealt with um so that was crazy um in a sense of I think that's why the protest became more strong because a lot of people paused their personal lives and they had more time to be more empathetic of others. And I think that's what 2020 brought to a lot of people. At least for me, it's to be more empathetic for sure. Um, You know... I mean, I'm not saying, like, I was heartless or anything like that. Um, at least I hope I wasn't, but, um, because I'm not perfect. But it, it did make me realize a lot of things, for sure. Um, and it hit me extra hard because, you know, racism and injustice and equality and all that I've always felt that in some sense um being a disabled woman um my parents are immigrants and being born and raised in low income uh going to schools where there's a lot of people of color so I was always around racism I either somewhat dealt with it I didn't experience colorism because that's a whole new other topic but I did experience some type of racism where I would see my friends you know experience it I remember having um a good um black friend she would get bullied a lot for her hair and she and for her skin color because she was a lot darker than a lot of black girls in our class and she would get drastically bullied um many times we would cry together because um you know I was really disabled I'm still am but I couldn't fight the way I wanted to I'm not saying violence is the answer and beat up bullies but like I felt like I, I I I wish there was more I can do for you. Um because kids were just so so mean to her. Um and and middle school is where I started noticing like wow, people really get bullied by the texture of their hair and by your skin color. Like I've always had, you know, black classmates, brown classmates, you know, people of color classmates but seeing how bullying gets worse um and that obviously transfers to police brutality outside of classroom situations of like wow like it's never ending um mistreatment and in 2020 you know i was a sociology major you know I was very fortunate to learn about um, you know institutions and racism and and colorism and all that stuff but it also hit me extra hard that my boyfriend is black and you know my new extended family Obviously, I'm not saying I, you know, left my blood family behind. I'm just saying, like, my family has grown, and um, they're black, and uh, it hits a lot extra harder when your loved ones or the people you know um, are going through a tough time. Obviously, the black community has been through so much hell and back. But, um, 
it's extra hard when you're not black yourself and there's only so much you can do you know all i can do is vote and and be anti-racist the best that i can but i can't fix the world but myself and that's really frustrating i'm the type of person of like always have questions and try to find answers on on how to do things but honestly ending ending racism or ending the pandemic and ending a lot of horrible things in this world in general not just in the u.s but worldwide is going to take more than one person and i think that's what 2020 also taught me is it's going to take all of us to put in our effort whether it's voting whether it's being kind to people that you usually are not kind to um whatever it is even just I don't know, just trying not to focus so much about yourself, but others and checking in with people, asking if people are okay that you haven't spoken to in a while, you know, all those things, you know, it it can really make a difference. And 2020 was definitely crazy, but there was a lot of beauty in disguise, you know. It's kind of that metaphor of it, it, it takes a storm in order for you to see a rainbow. And we're still kind of in that storm, you know. Obviously, racism hasn't ended. The pandemic hasn't ended. A lot of things haven't ended. But I feel like now we're trying to figure out okay what can we do now at this point to make things better and again it's going to take a lot of us together to fix things but we just have to be patient is another lesson that we had to learn in 2020 is we all have to be patient and yeah so I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it kind of ended in a very sad note. But also I hope it's helpful and and hopeful for you. Because honestly, if you made it to 2021, it's a flex, you know. It's a blessing, whatever you want to call it. You're here for a reason, you know, and and a purpose. And I'm not saying those who passed away in 2020 didn't have a purpose or don't matter or whatever. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is you're still here, so make it count. Do it for those that didn't make it this year. Um... Because it's honestly a blessing to see another day and another year. And things might still look very dark and scary. Um, I know it is for me sometimes. But the world has fallen apart many, many times. And that's when we have to stick together. And love each other and hold each other accountable and be there for each other to keep moving forward. And I saw this video on YouTube by Molly Burke. She is um, blind and she's a really dope YouTuber. Definitely check her out. Her name is Molly Burke. And she said that it's really hard right now to be depressed or go through a lot of messed up things. Because usually when someone's going through a hard time, you go to your friends or family or etc. to help you get out of your funk, you know, get out of that mindset or or the situation, but when the whole world 
is going through hell right now. It's really hard to uplift each other. It really is. Because if everyone can't or doesn't have the emotional capacity or strength, whatever it is, to help one another, it's really hard to uplift someone, you know? Um, Because if everyone's going through something horrific because of the pandemic or whatever happened in 2020, it's really hard to be there for one another. But I feel like this also um, hitting Jim in disguise of all we have is one another and everyone is important even those who passed away they are important and they still matter and that is why we have to be there for each other and yeah i i'm hopeful of 2021 um again just keep trying do your best it's okay to have bad days but you know you're here for a reason so you have to find enjoyment even in the smallest things you know uh, whatever makes you happy as long as it's healthy and safe you know find things that make you smile and laugh whatever that is so yeah i'll see you all or hang out with y'all in the next episode thank you for listening um i really appreciate all of you that um listened and started listening to my podcast in 2020 i really appreciate all of you that supported my podcast either shared it listened to it giving me you know suggestions on what to talk about whatever it is i really appreciate it because it's definitely um appreciated i I didn't expect people to enjoy it so much the way people responded it to so thank you so so much thank you to those that support my boyfriend he has um a business he goes by the name of mini producer you can find him on instagram and all the social medias he's the one that edits this podcast episode so thank you babe and he his music is in the podcast too uh, so check him out he's a producer music producer um he is doing a great thing so thank you for those that have shown a lot of support and love um of his business i really appreciate it so best of luck to all of you listening um i hope you're safe and well and i will definitely see y'all soon the episodes are going to be now new episodes every monday so definitely stay tuned um and follow me on social media mela m-e-l-a underscore the t-h-e underscore great g-r-e-a-t on instagram is where i'm more active um So definitely give me a follow, check it out, Um, and yeah, please be safe, wear a mask, look after one another, be kind to others more than ever, um, because you never know, a smile or an act of kindness can really save someone's life and encourage them to stay here on earth. So... Thank you all for listening. I'll see y'all in the next episode. Um, yeah. Love you all.